Garage a mess? Don't stress. Get a hold of Rob at Nebraska Garage Solutions. Nebraska Garage Solutions is a locally owned and operated company that focuses on affordable garage storage solutions. The owner, Rob, will personally work with every customer from bid until job completion. They specialize in, but not limited to, overhead metal storage, custom wood shelving, pre-finished slat wall systems, and cabinets and entertainment areas. Are you looking to be the envy of all your neighbors? Get a hold of Nebraska Garage Solutions today. Follow on all social media platforms and check out over 50 five-star reviews. You can email rob at nebraskasolutions.com or you can call 402-987-8180. To check out their work, go check out www.nebraskagaragesolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love water. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, gone in Muhammad. G-B-R. Kyle. Beautiful. Always on time. As always. On the ones and twos, Kyle Byers. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 48. The barbecue beer and freedom. Emphasis on dumb. <laughs> episode. American flag, American flag, firework, firework, kaboom, blowing out fingers. All you guys. Ambulance, hospital emojis. <laughs> Practice safe firework habits, all of you. Um, okay, we want to start off with just kind of telling our listeners out there, please, since you are here, if you are a Husker fan, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, softball. We cover all the bases. <laughs> Try to. If you are listening to us, if you are watching us, please give us a follow at NBNR Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. We're on all those things. We'd really appreciate it. YouTube. YouTube. YouTube we are getting that fired up more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're really trying to hit the YouTube. There's a lot of YouTubers out there. Yeah. They prefer YouTube to anything else. Basically, so it, we're trying to get on there. It's the easiest way to support us, and yep. it's free. You get to free. see our faces. Yes, hit the subscribe button. You don't oh, have yes. to see our faces. That's not a threat. You do not have to. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, anyone that chooses to watch us, they know what they're getting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and but, one more shameless plug: nbnrpodcast.com. Just release the merch. Ooh, that, there's through, a whole page on there for that. Look at that. Through Evans Custom Apparel, a local Omaha, Nebraska-based apparel shop. So go there. Look at the merch we've got. And uh, what do you say we get this episode started, guys? Let's do it. Yep. Okay. Let's get it. I wanted... For oh, free. Let's also plug <laughs> a few other things. Hell Varsity Club. Yep. Hooking us up. With the with, food. With pizza, with cheese curds. Yeah. Corn nuggets. Like, they hook us up every Monday. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't been to Hail Varsity Club, it's right next to Cabela's on 120th and Giles. Their food is awesome. They have a great environment out there. Go check it out. The beer prices are also phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. And you get, if you sign up to be a member, you get a magazine subscription. You also get discounted beers and happy hour prices every time you're there. So go check them out. Hail Varsity Club. Like I said, right here in local La Vista, Nebraska. And speaking of La Vista, Nebraska, we are at the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room. Of course. Of course. Every week. Guys, let's talk about what we're drinking. I am drinking the Dirty 30, which is the American Light Lager. Bud Light of... Yeah. 
NBC. It, it is a light lager. It's awesome. I, I would not use the words Bud Light or any <laughs> domestic beer. You're right. This is a real craft beer. This this Dirty 30 is what you turn to when you're trying to... I know recover is kind of funny because like you're just drinking more. You shouldn't yeah. do that. I do not advise that. Best detox is I, <laughs> yes. I do. If you're going to retox and just try to take it slow, not get nuts with it. Four yeah. percent, right? Right around there, yeah. Get a dirty thirty. Okay, Mike, what you got? I got the squeeze of the day. You know, as Jared was saying, you know, have to get back on the horse. Uh, we had a nice long day of drinking on the lake yesterday, and so I didn't really want to drink today. But you know, when it's free from this great establishment, I have to have something. So squeeze the day, great beer. Really quick, I want to talk about Mike's commitment to what he's wearing today. Mike, you told me you had a long day golfing. Yes, I golfed all and day. Then, and then Mike went home and washed the polo that he's currently oh, yes. wearing. For you guys. Yeah, specifically so he didn't smell when he came. I want to talk about that commitment for just a second because that is next level. <laughs> Thank you. That is so yeah. And impressive. I don't even know how to do laundry. My wife does my laundry, so like oh, me. And she did not do that. No, I had to do it myself. I was did, home alone. Did you wash the shirt alone? Yeah, I washed the shirt, the shirt, the shirt well, and my shorts that I golfed in. Hey, all right. Well, that deserves <laughs> yeah. a round of applause. Round of applause for Mike. Thank Real you. Adult. Yes, yes I, I felt like adulting and not making you guys smell me all day. Hey, yeah. well, we're all appreciative. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I'm drinking the uh, squeeze of the day as well. It's so freaking hot outside, and you spend a bunch of time outside. You come in here, nice air conditioning building, drinking mm. squeeze of the day, refreshing. Oh, yeah. Mm. A little lemony, mm. lemony zest. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good beer. It's good stuff. Connor. Connor. Yeah. Pilsner. Uh, Pilsner. You guys know it's Pilsner. Oh, boy. I, if you're watching us now, if you're listening to us now, you already know I'm drinking Pilsner. Yes. It's, um, in the words of Mr. Kyle Byers, crispy. 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 Crispy, crispy Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so come to the NBC Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. As they like to say... World class in, in every, every glass. glass. Mm, beautiful. Good job. Absolutely. Guys. Um, before we jump into that, for those of you that are watching us live on um, any of our platforms right now, if you have questions, comments, whatever, throw it in the chat. We would love to engage with you guys during the episode. Indeed. So jump in. Jared. Yeah. We're, so we're kind of on a free balling episode. So a little bit. Yeah. Free balling. Free balling. Yeah. Jared, what hey, we got to do to make your sleeves run away. That's what Nate, <laughs> Nate just said. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think my sleeves didn't want to be on my arms anymore. They said, screw this. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, baby. <laughs> they said, I do not want to be on your body anymore. I am leaving. As most things don't most want to be things, near on your body. Most things jump <laughs> off of me. Jared's also That's, not wearing shorts right now. Yeah. That's why I like to get on top so they can't escape as easily. Oh, God. I don't, I don't oh, like that comment Okay, so 59 days... <laughs> Don't like that Jesus. at all. Um, you guys asked. 59 days until kickoff. Now, KB, it's July 3rd. Yep. You had just said how hot it is outside. I was out walking my dog, and I'm just like, this is like I, my body's tingling because it's so freaking hot out. Mm -hmm. So, a question came up in my mind that I really want to ask you guys is you know, they're making a lot of renovations to Memorial Stadium. Would you be open to? A retractable roof at Memorial Stadium. No. Yes. Just no. initial, initial, no, yes. No. No? Okay. Now, of course, since I've been thinking about it, I am open to it. Why do you immediately say no? 
My initial thought is we play in Nebraska. Mm. You want to play in Nebraska, play in Nebraska. The weather comes, and like you look at, and I know this is, you know, a cross league take, but when you look at the NFL and you look at stadiums like Buffalo, the elements are part of the game, and I think it should be. I, I don't think everything should be, you know, exactly the same. I think you should have to adjust for where you're going to play, what team you're going to play, what time of year. And that's why, I, like, I, I just don't believe adding a, a this retractable roof to Memorial. I, I think it takes away from what the stadium has to offer and what Nebraska has to offer. So you get embracing the elements, like that's part of football. That's part of the game. I mean, it's November. You embrace the elements. Absolutely. Okay. Mike, why did you say no? Tradition. And not, not only that, it's like we've already like pussified football in mm. general and like What's the next thing we're going to do? We're going to take away the elements. And, and some people, you know, when you go play those, those teams in the South or you go play those teams in the West Coast, you know, this is a home field advantage. We're used to this type of stuff. So you take that away, it's just kind of, it's not good. What are you going to do if you, okay, say we put a, a roof on Memorial Stadium. What are you going to do when you have to go to Ann Arbor? What are you going to do when you have to go to these other Big Ten stadiums that are going to be ice cold? So I, I disagree with calling it a home field advantage, but I do agree with what you said about what are you going to do when you go to stadiums that don't have it? You're taking yes. away from what our team is able to be used to. Like it could I, be an advantage, I, like if USC comes. Yes, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's right. an advantage but for us. I, right. I think it's a disadvantage getting that roof on there because then, yeah, we're not ready to go play in Ann Arbor no. or Columbus or any of these other like towns that are going to get that snow. They don't have roofs. Like, yeah. what, are, what are we going to do when we get up there and we have become so accustomed to having this kind of protection? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kyle, you, you said yes. Yeah. Now, I, I, I do agree with these guys. I mean, it's, I do too. It's, yeah. it's non-traditional. It's, it's kind of taboo a little bit. It is kind of softening the game. I am open to that. What do you, why do you say yes? Or well, you, I'm coming at it just as strictly as a... Uh, selfish viewer you know like sitting in a, a sitting in a stadium that has a roof on it in november hey, sure as a spectator sign me up but you know what one of these days nbnr is going to get a press box uh, <laughs> yeah. all for themselves and we're just going to be in, up there drinking in the in you know in the air conditioning or whatever it is during the elements and yeah i'll be fine with it but that's i mean solely just as a selfish deal like sure. um yeah. to to kyle's point as a spectator um, it could help ticket sales. We have had a historic streak of not selling out games. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> maybe putting a roof on there will help us sell more tickets. No. I, but here's my thing, though, is like the elements thing. Some of the fit, like my favorite game I ever went to at Memorial Stadium was like 9-6. to six. Michigan State. Michigan State. Yes, sir. And that is just a game that you will not forget because it was so freaking cold and it we was, actually won. Yeah. B yeah. Believe it or not, like we actually won the game. And so like to me... Those are memories and like just I don't know that that football and, environment. I mean the like the the storm that canceled the Akron game. Like I'll never I will never forget that experience. Yeah, yeah. Even though it, I mean, it, what what did you say last week? It was an omen. An omen. Yeah. From, from the from God. From the from, Lord. From Lord. But so you you talk about that Michigan State game, and I think there are two important schools of thought here. One, did you enjoy the game? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Sure. Two, did you enjoy the weather? No. Yeah, uh, no, kind of. But those are separate. They're separate. Fun. And the weather, like, when you look back on things like that, makes that memory all that much more special. Like, I, I think the weather's an important part of the game. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, yeah. I'm freezing my ass off. I've got, I'm bundled up to the nine. 
and I'm squeezed in between everybody else that's got six layers on it. It's 90,000 keeps you warm, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, you mentioned the Michigan State 96 win. You know, I, I'm going to bring it up, but 06 Texas, like, the thing I remember is, like, they just added North Stadium, so our tickets were new. We're at the very top. The stands were going back and forth, swaying back and forth. I remember the snow falling. I think it was, like, right when the fourth quarter started, you know, and the fumble happens, but... But yeah, it was it's the snow that was it was like a it was like a movie. It's like yeah. holy holy shnikes, Nebraska's gonna win. Like Texas coming up here, they're gonna lose in the snow. Like it's just that storybook. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I, I can agree with that. Now let me some some pros of a a retractable roof. So Nebraska's cold. Nebraska's cold. Who wants to go to Nebraska? You know, you could I know we're getting recruits from other places. But maybe you could attract that highly rated guy from the South or the West that doesn't care. Hey, look, they don't play in the cold. Maybe I'll go there. Maybe it could be a recruiting advantage to you in some way. I will say, though, like, I think it goes beyond just, like, playing football in the cold. They, you have to remember, like, they have to walk to class just like every other student. They have yeah. to, like, they're oh, walking yeah. through the snow. They're walking, yep. like, they're living you know, in the cold. They're so, driving yeah. in it. Yeah. We're, it's, we're it's not, not getting a retractable campus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not the game. No, it's just, it would be one positive. Yeah. Yes. It'd be one. But, yeah. Now, the other thing too is I think like, as I, as I go back and watch these videos of the countdown to kickoff, I'm doing this countdown to kickoff. I'm watching highlights from the 80s and the 90s where the capacity was like 70,000 in Memorial Stadium and it's louder than it is now. Like these and Nebraska was very good. They're at the top echelon of college football, so that helps. But this crowd at Memorial Stadium is relentless, and they're loud. And I'm just like, and I'm picturing putting a dome over that and just like salivating over that, like crowd noise. Oh, bouncing off. The, you know, that's, yeah. that's a good topic to kind of talk about is the sound in Memorial Stadium Of course, back then, it was so freaking loud because every game actually mattered. There was something at stake. Right. Yeah. Now right. you get to the Michigan game, and the only reason anybody's actually jazzed up for that game is because you're playing Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Could That's you it. imagine it's if we not, won this game? It's not about it's not about, oh yeah, like if we win this game, we're going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's just fun because what if we knock out a top five team? Yeah. It, yeah. How how the turntables, right? Right. Uh, Nate said in the comments, what he did said, Nate say? uh Memorial also has a very odd win pattern. Particularly in North Stadium, so there is a home field advantage when kicking. So, but it could also be a disadvantage. yeah disadvantage. disadvantage. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially if your kicker is not very good. Well, yeah. we, which and we have seen. We have seen. We were kicker you forever, and then next thing you know, we've we've had um, some speed bumps. Yeah. yeah. So, Jared, your first point was to recruiting, and I know we're yeah. going to touch on this later. Yeah, yeah. But you talked about you know maybe players from the south don't want to come up here because it's too cold. Maybe having a retractable roof might be a recruiting appeal. Um, and again, we're going to touch on recruiting later on this episode. Um, but I would point out that NFL. we're not doing too bad in the South right now yeah. well, uh, without it. And your other point too, is like playing in the elements prepares you for the next level. Yeah. Exactly. So I, would, I mentioned Buffalo in that, but yeah. you know, to the 18 year old kid, you know, you could, you could, uh, you know, soften up the deal by saying, Oh, well, look, don't think about 
that far in the future, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> you know? What were those old NCAA ads? Like, oh, 92% of student athletes are going to go pro in something else other than their sport. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Like, not everybody's going to go pro, but, yeah. like, for the guys that do want to go pro, like, hey. Prepare them. You got you yeah. to play in the shit. Yeah. You're right. Like, okay, now, another thing is, like, okay, so the Akron issue, right? You would avoid thunder, lightning, all that stuff. And Scott F. becomes the greatest coach in Nebraska history, right? Right. And if only we had a retractable roof. If only. If only. If only. <laughs> and uh, Omen would have been gone. <laughs> God, God doesn't exist with a retractable roof, okay? God is a non-factor um, oh, until the roof man. comes down. Um, and the other thing, too, selfish. Yeah. If, if it's 100 degrees, I'm baking in the sun? No. No. Put that roof over my head. Simu- simulate being at home. People, people like that. Here's especially, my thing. especially ginger people. Right. My ginger thing people. Is, you say, people. Uh, sorry, people. It gets hot. You want to put the roof over, simulate being at home. To people that have that mindset, I would say, be at home. Soft. Be yes. at home. Say soft. Please. It's okay. You can soft. say it. Soft. Soft. It's all right. I'll, if you want to be at home, you want to feel like you're at home when you watch that game, stay at home. You want to be in the cold, you want to be in the heat to support your team, be in the stadium. That's, okay. that's pretty much Comment, it. Comments. If weather mattered that much hawaii would be the best disagree but again like weather tsunamis <laughs> have you have, have you heard, heard of, volca- of those? volcanoes yeah <laughs> i think there's you know i don't know hurricane i don't think weather doesn't matter that much and that's why hawaii's not up there yeah and this is just kind of more like a first world problem kind of thing like is sure. it something we should think about yeah right. no i get that no. Um, thought exercise. Uh, yeah. Someone, uh, Mike M says culture over weather. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, totally. I agree. Yeah. So it's like that traditional kind of values thing. Mike yeah. M, I don't think anyone's going to fight you over that one. Not a chance. No, and especially not in Nebraska. Hey, great, no. great name, <laughs> great name. Mike M. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, not any Mike others? D. Any others on there? Nope. Just your boy Nate. Okay. Um, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about some recruiting. Okay, it's been. Commit after commit after commit after commit. Mm-hmm. Who's this guy? Who the heck is this? I've never heard of this guy. He doesn't even have a picture on the profile. Now, 23 commits in the class. If you look on every recruiting service, on three, they're 18th. Rivals, they're 15th. 24-7, they're 14th. So, mostly top 15. Somewhere around there. Now, it's still early. So, that number is going to drop. It just will. Like, yeah. considering other teams are going to start adding more commits, I think Nebraska will still be top 25. Um, and that's that's fine. That's considering where Nebraska's totally been. Totally fine. Past six years, no bowl, and you're still a top 25 class. And, like, if you want to get into it, like, real deep, it's like, after, like, the top 20 classes, it's like, you're in the same. As long as you're between, like, 20 in 40, it's like, that's, how yeah. does anyone, how does any recruiting expert know so much about a player that 20 and 40 is so much of a big difference? I don't think it really is. Right. But now if you're top five, that's different because you're getting the best of the best. Stars matter. They do matter. If you're top five because you're competing for natties, go on. Well, and I was going to say between like, let's say when recruiting classes end, when you look at the, the difference between 15 and 10, uh, on their aggregate rating, you're looking at like a total of four, maybe five points 
Like, they're all still incredibly close. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you separate when you get into that top five. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. But, like, still being in, you said top 25. I think Nebraska will finish in this class around 20. Yeah, I think 25 is the more, like, conservative. Yeah. Like, yeah. the worst I, that I they think can around do. 20, and, like, give or take one or two. Yeah. Um, but but that, by then, by still, again, 20, 25, that's really, I don't, I'm not going to, f- cry about that's yeah. not a huge difference and, and again like you mentioned looking at what nebraska has done in recent years being in that range is something that nebraska fans should be crying tears of joy over like we realistically should not be here if you're expecting, like in that range we if, shouldn't if, if yeah. you're a nebraska fan and you're expecting a top 15 class in rules first cycle you're being way too greedy after not being yeah. to a bowl game in six years you have yeah. zero right to yeah. expect yeah. a top 15 class on rules first cycle where he hasn't even coached a game yet. Yeah. Has has no momentum behind him right now. No on-field results to point to. Top 15 is greedy AF. Yeah. So top 25 is fine with me. Yep. Well, and you got to remember under former head coach Scott There it is. Uh, there he is. His mental uh, capacities are He great. had a really good first year too. I I mean it's it's the whole new thing, new culture. I'm going to build this. It's going to be so great. All right. That's the first class is going to always be like that. It's the splashy, yeah. it's shiny new toy type thing. You, honeymoon, you, are selling, you are selling what you think it's going to be. Yes. Future. Yes. Honeymoon. To get from that 15, I mean the 25 to the 15 to the 10-ish, that's once you, you've said, you gave them this vision, and then now it's like, no, I actually did it. Right. You're yeah. not going to be pulling top 10 classes when you're not making bowl games. Right. When you can go to a living room and you can tell them, listen, we went... Eight and four this year. Yes. But with you, we're going to go 10 and two. Yes. Yeah. 11 and one. Yes. Like, yes. that's when you can actually sell. Like, we need you to get us over that hump. I've compared this several times over the last week to building a house. The first thing you got to do is lay the foundation. Yep. And that is what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. When and- you get the really sexy stuff, when you get your windows and you put your siding on, that's year two, three, four, whenever. But it's not year one. Just be happy with what we're getting. We're laying a foundation. Yeah. And let's not forget, everybody talks about this. The recruiting rankings has never been a problem at Nebraska. Ever. And I'm glad you said that because... They have not been at all. I, I, looked, I looked at Bo Pelini's classes. Um, rivals, you know, they were never top 15, but they were always in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Yes. Consistently, now, you. I mean, you could say because he had nine win teams every year. You could say that, damn, that coaching was pretty good. They coached him up to be a top fifteen team, but but Pelini never recruited at a Callahan level. No, no, Cam- know what I mean? Callahan had top ten classes, right? So d- don't tell me Nebraska can't recruit Jeff, even without a retractable and, roof, right? Jeff that- O'Connor said, um, "I don't know that Nebraska will ever be a consistent top ten class," and I would agree. It's Get, fine, yes. Geographically, but, no, we should never be a top ten class consistently. But to that point, do you know how incredibly difficult it is to be a consistent top ten team? You're talking about like three programs that yeah. that do that every Alabama, year. Ohio State. Georgia. Done. Like maybe, yeah. any maybe other Michigan. Maybe Michigan. No, even, you know, Michigan, yeah. Maybe. But even, I'm sure Michigan's been top 
15 before 15 yeah. Yeah. it is so incredibly difficult to be a consistent top 10 school i don't think that's unreasonable to say that we won't be a consistent top 10 school but to say that we won't under matt rule i think is maybe short-sighted to say that we will be a top 10 school under matt rule i think is probably more likely i'm saying being a top 10 team one two maybe three times i'm not saying every year we'll be in that top 10 but i think under matt rule's tenure it's reasonable to like where we're looking right now, that it will happen. I think it's more reasonable to say that. Got to win games. Does, yep. It does not matter. In, yes, fair, in fairy tale land agreed. right now, sure. In a perfect world, sure. But right now, but again, he hasn't coached a game yet. Uh, so. uh, again, I, I think it comes down to the fact that Matt Rule has that big D. <laughs> Development. Development. <laughs> yeah. And the other <laughs> thing, too. Um, Corn-fed Nebraska near. I've always wondered how Osborne's class is ranked. Now, if I had to guess, I'm assuming that Nebraska was regularly top 10, probably. Yeah, but that, that uh, was before recruiting services yep. and all that yeah. stuff. So, And, you know, I'm, again, I'm going back and watching these games from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. They had a lot of guys from Nebraska. And now you could say, you know, that's development. That's because they had literally the best coaching staff in America. That helps. Um, right. Well, the narrative for Tom Osborne was always that he didn't care about stars. He didn't care about the big names. He cared about the guys that wanted to be in Nebraska and he would develop them. Yeah. So it's hard. It's really hard to say. Tom also had the big D. Yeah, he huge, did. Biggest. Huge, huge, huge D. Huge. But I mean, he also went and got like the number one option quarterback. Tommy, yeah. Tommy Frazier out of Turner Florida. Gill. I mean, you know, he yeah. went and got dudes too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would oh, yeah. say that the, the pipeline, the defensive line, the trenches were built in Nebraska or very Midwestern, but the skill possession guys, those guys, Tom had to go out and go get those guys. Yeah. But he guaranteed them nothing. But Mm -hmm. Tom had the roads. Not that Tom's job was easy in any way, but Tom kind of had these roads built where it's kind of like, you know, all leads or all roads lead to Rome. At that time, all roads led to Nebraska. Like we were a national powerhouse at that time. What you see with Matt rule is not in any way that no right you're talking you're talking present day kirby smart yeah yeah talking about nick saban like those guys have just like yeah let me come to your living room and i'm gonna tell you right now you're gonna be great at alabama sure yeah like ryan day right it's it's easy to buy that because you've seen guy after guy after guy literally do that over and over and over it's like yeah i believe you i want that um user nine six whatever hey i'm just gonna be happy if our players show up to practice and if the coach shows up. Hey, <laughs> hey shout out. A lot of user, too. lots of numbers. <laughs> uh, differences, retention and portal avoidance. Again. Retention and development. Yeah, I mean. That's beautiful. And now. Magic words. I'm glad you said that, Mike M. That's Mike M again. Mike M. He's Let, a good dude. Let's get into the most recent commitment. Okay, so Ja'Cory Barney mm. from Miami, Florida. Now you're talking about retention. And, and I, um, Mike, you can get into this. Fra Coach F had trouble retaining players. They would leave after a year or two, right? A lot of guys from the state of Florida. Uh, Mike, if do you want to state your reservations about this in general? Or I mean, that's the thing is that go look at the the previous guys' recruiting classes and go look and see how many guys actually were there the entire time. You cannot build a team when your guys are leaving like that. Yeah. So. I, I guess we beat that drum so many times. It's that's the thing. You, we, right now, we just pulled in a kid from Miami, right? Yep. Just out recruited Miami for him. He last minute decision to Nebraska. Mm. Okay. Is he going to be here two years from now? 
that right when we got that text, I told Jared, I'm like, I'm nervous about that because I have PTSD from the previous regime. Right. Getting all these Florabraska guys. Is that post-traumatic Scott disorder? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Just checking. A hundred percent. I just. That's a shirt. I will not. And I, and this is for any recruit anywhere. They could be from Omaha. I don't care. Until they sign their name on that dotted line, I'm not getting excited for them. And then they have to actually get on the field. Even then, I mean, like, you, you don't hear their name for a year, and you might as well just kiss them goodbye. Bye. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Here is my thing. When we talk about portal avoidance, mm. um, I am, and unashamedly so, very pro player. And in that sense, I am also very pro portal. If a player understands that this isn't a good fit for them, maybe, you know, the culture isn't right for them, the, you know, they're not getting the playing time they want, get out. Go somewhere where it does fit you. Get out. So portal avoidance is not something I think we should be focused on. Again, we talk about Matt Rule. We talk about Tom Osborne going out and finding guys that fit his culture. Focus on finding those guys that when they come here, want to be here. You're going to get divas. You're going to get people that don't want to work as hard. Let them hit the portal. Get them out. Well, and I mean, from everything you hear, it doesn't sound like Matt Rule's selling a pipe dream to anybody. No, no. Saying, oh, yeah, no, you're going to start. You're going to play. Yeah, it's going to be great. No, it sounds like from, from all the recruits that have talked to all these recruiting you know, platforms, they're like, yeah, you know, he just told me how it is. He was honest. Yeah. yeah. Honesty is the number one thing that can take a recruit from going and staying in Miami to ending up in Lincoln, Nebraska, because he was just honest with the guy. There's yeah. your portal avoidance right there. Yes. Here's the thing, too, about that is when Rule holds these camps that these players go to that have not gotten attention from any Power 5 schools, and Rule sees them with his own eyes, and he offers them, and these kids commit, these kids know they're, they're not playing day one. They know that right away. My best offer is Montana. Let's be real. Right? right. Like, they have a lack of Power 5 offers, and so what you hope is with these lower-rated guys coming in, but they have the measurables, they test out the, out the room, whatever, they recognize that there are no promises. In fact, if anything, Coach Rule is taking a chance on me. Yep. I owe him because he took a chance on me. I was a two-star. He didn't have – I mean, you try to get the best players as possible. Yes. You, he didn't have to get me because it's not – on paper, awesome, right? Yep. A lot of people are going to give him crap because he's recruiting a two-star. He took a chance on me. I owe it to him to stay and see see it play out. And you know what? When I do bloom and when I do hit the scene and everybody starts to take notice, I'm not, where, where else am I going to go? I'm, I've already become a star. I'm already starting at Nebraska. What, what do I need to move for? Yeah. Well, and, and the thing about leaving and being in the transfer portal, a lot of those guys, it's because they have relationships with their coaches, right? If you're a guy that was heavily unrecruited, what relationships do you have? Do you have a relationship with Montana? Are you going to go leave the Power Five where you have a chance to start? Maybe it's not going to be until you're a junior, mm -hmm. but you have a chance to start here in the Power Five, in the Big Ten, or are you going to go back and contact the coach that recruited you up to go play at Montana? Right. No, no. And the other thing, too, is like we're, we're talking about how we're worried about Miami, Florida players, right? How they're going to leave because it's happened many, many times. We've been burnt. I think what we hope is that Coach Rule is a different person, different coach, just 
overall different demeanor than the previous man who coached. Mm -hmm. Better relationship builder, all these things. So that player will want to stick around. Whereas with the other staff, it's easy for me to leave because I didn't have a relationship. I don't give up. Yeah. Right. I'll leave. I don't, I don't, they don't really care about me. I don't care about them. So you hope with rule that they stick it out because he's good at that stuff. He said, these are my guys. I came here to coach you. Yeah. That was, that was like the best line when he got hired. You know, he could have literally, he could have pulled a Dion and been like, yeah. You know what? I'm bringing Louie. I'm, I'm getting rid of you guys. He, no. he very well could have said, oh, yeah, Nebraska came to me. They yes. want me. If you want to play under me, you got to be this and you yes. got to be that. No. Exactly. He could have done that. Yeah. He very well could have done that. He wanted instead, to be here. Instead, he looked at what he had. He walked around the room and was like, I think 54 could actually be an NFL guy. I look at his frame. I believe in him. I believe in him. I don't know if he believes in himself because he's had a lot of other people talk crap about him and he's heard all this crap. Yeah. But I can see it. Yeah. And you hope that rubs off. I really do. Jeff O'Connor said, I would say Osborne's classes were top 15. Remember, Nebraska recruited to a scheme. The top teams didn't go after the same players that Nebraska did. Aaron Taylor had no power five offers. Our receivers were not recruited by Florida State or Miami in the 90s. I would, yeah, I would agree. He went and got guys that fit the option thing, but he still got dudes like running backs. You're going to tell me LP didn't have their options? You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, Amon Green was Amon the Green? Best. I mean, but yeah, but he said top 15. It's not like yeah. he's saying No, yeah, no, crap. I get it. No, I totally get it. And the other thing, too, is if you're going to recruit Abdul Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. From, I Compton. Mean, like he, when you go to Nebraska, you know what you're getting yourself into. You're not going to pass a whole bunch under Osborne. And that dude had a different mentality when he played. That's another thing I noticed. When I watch these games, you guys, Dogs. you guys, I cannot overstate this. I'm going I'm to keep saying this. These guys were different. And I don't know if it's the coaching. Hopefully, Jared Tomich will come on. Because I watched Jared Tomich. Tomich. Is it Tomich or Tomich? Tom, definitely Tom. Okay. I know he cooked you food before. but He did cook me food. <laughs> but I wa- I'm watching Jared Tomich with his midriff and his belly button showing mm-hmm. and the neck roll. These guys are just... I mean, they were grown men. They were yeah. grown men. That's not... That's something that, like, for me, if... The day that I can say, yeah, you know what? We can compete with Michigan and we can compete with Ohio State and everything like that is when you start looking at these kids that we're bringing into the building and they look like grown men. Well, you look at Alabama's roster, they look like they're 35. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is once you, insane. Once you get to that point, then you can start talking about, you know, we do this off-season, all off-season long. You can start talking all off-season going, I yeah. mean... They look, they look the part. But we have been the all-bus team, too. Like, there's teams that come in and they're like, holy shit. Nebraska's going to kick our ass. Those guys are big. You're right. But were they big? But we know well, we're going to be. No, big. they were big, but the last time we kicked ass was like seven years ago. <laughs> they weren't big up here. Um, so we were talking about recruiting. Uh, we, we do want to touch on the, the gem, the jewel of this class so far. Carter Nelson from Ainsworth. He, he turned down your boys, Kirby mm-hmm. and Sick Nabin. He said, nah. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> I like I like this rule fella, this rat mule fella. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay home. So I think a big part was Daniel Kalen. Um, there's something about Daniel Kalen that, and I made a video about this. It's just like everybody's making a big deal about the physical traits, right? 40 times, this guy runs a block 40. This guy, he jumps really high and blah, blah, blah. His shot put. Daniel Kalen, I don't think he's going to test out the gym, but I think something about him that encourages me is, the mental and like emotional maturity 
that he has. And I say that without knowing him, but just he could have said, screw you to Matt Rule. Right? 100%. Yes. He was committed to Mizzou. And he knew that he was not priority one. Yep. That was, that was Riola. And he knew that. And the fact that not only can the Bellevue West head coach call Matt Rule an adult in the room and Daniel Kinnell say, yes, I will commit to you. Not only that, I will help peer recruit. It just shows, this gives me a lot of confidence going forward, the type of person that he is. And especially if you're a quarterback, I think that's extra vital to have. 100%. So, that's just what I think. One thing, and I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Uh, have talked to a couple of people close with the Bellevue West program. Um, if you are getting super intense or intense watching Kalen on this next season, um, don't judge him too harshly. There are other people on the team. Yes. That help you win uh, or lose. There is. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> from what I've heard, this O-line coming in is not exactly young. What they're young. They're young. Yeah. It's, and that's not to say they're bad. They might have a great season. Um, but Kalen, from everything that we've seen, I mean, elite 11, yeah. um, is going to be a good quarterback, and I'm excited for him to be here. But do not rest your entire impression of Danny Kalen based on what you see this season. Yeah. Look at what he's done, how he's developed over the last couple of years, and how this staff that we've got in place, how they can help develop him further. Well, to your point, not only was he committed to another school, SEC school, and he was the second option mm-hmm. that he decommitted from to come back to Nebraska, but he also has to understand that there's a very good possibility that he doesn't start for two more years. Yeah, because yeah. Simpsons is going to be here. Do we do we want to take a quick break? I'm you know I'm kind of out of beer and yeah, just take too. a quick break and then okay yeah take a quick yeah. break and then we'll we'll hit it for another five ten minutes. Perfect. Cool. Okay. All right. Cool. Take a break. Does your business need easy competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big ticket items. Just fill out an application and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60 DBO-54873. Cash moves everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Uh, we have a saying, no block, no rock. Thanks, Troy. And uh, Wu-Tang, that is scarlet and cream to you. I'm making a shirt that says that, by the way. boy, Dude, I've been, I've been making a whole bunch of things. I've, I've had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> didn't say it was good, but <laughs> I think I've made a few cool mock-ups. Just saying. One thing, I, I know we talked about this a little bit before the episode. USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. With the addition of those schools, do you see, um, like, for the last forever, the Big Ten has been that hard-nosed, run it through your face mask kind of football. Do you see with the addition of these kinds of schools, the Big Ten offensive schemes kind of adapting and evolving a little bit? Or do you think USC and UCLA will kind of be left out in the cold or if you're in California, the warm? (laughs) Um, Do you see the Big Ten adjusting or do you see USC and UCLA 
adjusting to that hard-nosed kind of football that the Big Ten has been known for. <laughs> I think when I look at Lincoln Riley and I look at Chip Kelly, two head coaches that have their brand, their identity and way of doing things, I don't think they're going to want to change. I think if they do, they'll do it kicking and screaming because they have their identity. Like Lincoln Riley, I mean, what type of offenses does he look over? Pass, pass, pass. Spread. Yeah. Spread. Yeah. Air raid. So I think it's more uh, Big Ten offenses will probably become more pass, not oriented, but I think they'll be more open to passing. I mean, you are Good. seeing that with Fickle hiring Longo. I think yeah, that's Longo. kind of a sign that the offenses are probably going to start changing a little bit. Do you think you'll see a larger adjustment in Big Ten offenses or Big Ten defenses being ready for that kind of right. thing? Is is Tony Tony White kind of ahead of the, ahead of the curve a little bit? I, I think the uh, defense. I think you're going to see changes in defenses more than anything. Yeah, I don't. Uh, here's the thing: Nebraska came in running a spread and everything, and we thought we could kind of do our our, our way in yeah. the Big Ten. Right. The big nope. The Big Ten doesn't adjust for anybody. I'm just telling you. It's like yeah. a black hole, we, man. You go in there and like. You're not changing that thing. You can't throw the ball when the wind's 30 miles an hour in November. I'm sorry. If you're USC or UCLA and you think you're going to throw the ball 50 times in Ann Arbor or in Penn State and you think you're going to go into those stadiums and throw the ball and run your offense the way that you think you're going to do it, you're fucking wrong. Yep. So, Mike, to, to answer the question, bigger adjustment on Big Ten offenses or defenses? I would say that earlier in the season – Yes, they could probably get away with that, that stuff, but I don't think it's, it's not going to be long-term. They're going to do that, and they're going to have to adapt immediately. So and, I and would say it, it's going to be like a flashy thing. The only team in the Big Ten that can actually execute is Ohio State Yep, because of the recruiting that they, they do. Michigan could do that, but they still run pro-style. Right, they do. So, and they've never been better. Like yes, This is the best they've this been. Is the best, yes. To me, the blueprint for the Big Ten is look at Michigan. Yep. You cannot, you cannot tell me that Michigan, with the athletes that they get and, every, and everything else, that they couldn't do what Ohio State's doing. They probably could. But they choose to do the pro style, and they're beating Ohio State. As long as Harbaugh stays. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And This is no offense. I know I have two of my friends that are Michigan fans that listen to the podcast. Go Blue! Um, no. Um, Michigan is a lower caliber program than Ohio State. I think that's a fair thing to say. However, when you look at... Why play the games then? I don't know. Got to play the but, games. As of late. But go on, go on, go but, on. But when you look at what Michigan is doing with lower recruiting than Ohio... Like, Ohio State is... Like, when I look at perennials, I look at Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Those are the three I look at. <laughs> In the quote-unquote modern era. So when does, when does that switch? I mean, how many more times do they have to beat him? I guess. <laughs> Give me two more. I think two more. I two more. I don't want this to be an Ohio State thing. I just think they've lost no. their luster a little bit. But they I could a little bit. They're uh, still they're still winning ten games. Sure. They're still winning ten games. I mean, they've I got a little dust on that gold. But like, yeah, that's all I'm if saying. If Michigan does it two more times, like I think other I, teams, I think Michigan really overtakes that. I think other teams look look at Ohio State and they go, I don't think they're as big of bullies as we thought before. Like, why'd we let why'd we let them take our lunch money before? Like. 
Because they're better. Because they have well, dudes. Because they were better. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't. They don't have that shine anymore. Like Listen, Michigan, Michigan's knocked it, them down a few pegs. I'm not, I, I agree with that. I'm so. not worried about Ohio State coming in and kicking our teeth in. I'm worried about Michigan coming in and kicking our teeth in and just bullying the shit out of us for four quarters. Well, you hope. You know, the last time they or two years ago at Memorial Stadium, was it two yeah. years ago under a Scott F. led team, and kept it, it close. It was. A very close game. <laughs> and like Mike was saying, the Big Ten is a stubborn oaf. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're, they're a big, dumb oaf that doesn't want to change for nobody. And we like the way things are. We don't like change. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're you can, trying to come into my house and change, screw you, boy. But again, we talk about, and I have, uh, I don't like him, but I have mad respect for Lincoln Riley. Yeah, sure. Um, but if he comes in and pokes holes in these Big Ten defenses that are really relying on you're going to run the ball 40, 50, 60 times a game, and he pokes holes in that, the, the Big Ten is going to have to adjust. Well, but, yeah, but Okay, but so listen. Here's my thing. When we were talking about uh, time management, we can't – you can't walk into the Big Ten thinking that you're just going to throw the ball all over the place and score quick and pray that your defense can hold up. It's sure. not. It's just not going to work that way. So if Lincoln Riley thinks it's going to go that way, then I think he has a a, a lot coming to him. I think Lincoln Riley's smarter than that. I think he knows that. No, his defense was irrelevant in the Big Twelve, and it's going to get absolutely dismantled. I mean, look at what they did with Utah. Utah yeah. was the only defense they played all year, and they took it to him. You so. think Lincoln Riley, the guy who had what three, four Heisman winners on his team, doesn't understand that? That like again, I don't like the guy, but I respect the shit out of him. He's a great football coach. Sure. We're sitting at this table and we're saying, oh, if he doesn't realize that, he obviously does. He obviously he's does. smart. Yeah, he's a very smart coach. He's a he's a wonderkind, as they I, say. Yeah, I I would think that he has a very good idea of what he's getting himself into. All right, guys, do I have anything else? No, nope. let's sign off. All right. Now. Okay. As we said, at NBNR Podcast, on all those social media platforms that you're on, we are on there as well. Give us a five-star review on Apple and on Spotify. It helps with the algorithm. It's science. We all believe in science here, guys. We are not science skeptics. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, get us to 500 subscribers YouTube. on YouTube. Yep. We're, yeah. And, we, you know, we got to earn that. We got to keep putting stuff on there and whatever. That's on us, too. It's the easiest way to support us, and it's what? How much does it cost? It costs zero dollars. Fucking zero. Oh, it's free. It's yes. It's free. free to subscribe to us? And yes. you can help support NBNR? That's wow. Right. What a deal. So as we close out, just want to wish our listeners happy July 4th. Don't blow off any fingers. Jason Please. Pierre Paul, you've done enough damage. Barbecue beer and free dumb. Emphasis on dumb. America. All right. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. As always, happy July 4th in GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me and said, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang <laughs> on it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>